If you've ever tried to go no contact with a narcissist, then you know it's very difficult. And if you've ever done it, you may have had one or more relapses where you sort of fall back into contact. Now maybe you did this because it was just easier and you kind of felt like, well, at least I'm comfortable in this abuse. Or maybe you went back because you felt threatened or otherwise coerced to do so. It's possible that you were even hoovered back in, sucked back in by a narcissist with promises of a better life. Whatever the case is, it is time for you to consider preventing your next relapse. So if you are going no contact or you've already gone no contact, this video is for you. Closed captioning provided by Athena Moberg and cptsdfoundation.org. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. So if that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and we'll just get going. Maddie has a question. She says, what do you say to people that keep saying to get over it and move on concerning me going no contact and dumping the narcissist? You know, as far as I can say about that, Maddie, the best thing I would tell you is to do what you need to do for your own healing. If people have a problem with what you're doing, then just don't talk about it to those people. And if they attack you for being who you are, well, then maybe you have some things to be concerned about. What I've learned is that I don't waste my breath on people who don't understand me or who won't, I should say, understand me. Tommy D says his ex and ex-narcissist has been on his mind like crazy. He's trying to avoid these thoughts, but he's been kind of in a depression. He's trying to snap out of it. He's happy to be here today. Tommy D, I'm happy that you're here today. Um, I want you to remind yourself why you went away in the first place. And I, I don't know if you ever took the time to write down all the reasons while they were still fresh in your mind, but if you haven't, take the time to do that right now. And if you did, go back and review your list and remember how much she hurt you and how often she hurt you and why you decided to go. That's a really important thing. Tommy D says, I remember the hell she put me through and I know there's better, but my new relationship was not working. And I think it's because I'm still living in my ex-narcissist world and the pain still lingers. Well, how can you change that? If your ex-narcissist is at your church, maybe you need to go to a different church. If your ex-narcissist is in your neighborhood, have you thought about moving? How can you change it? Cynthia says, do all narcissists have that one person that they exploit, someone who loves them and they dump on them, use them for support and then discard them? Most narcissists have someone in their lives that they use for supply, whether it is a romantic partner or a child or a friend or even an employee in some cases or a boss. Most narcissists up to a point have someone that they use as supply. Now, in some cases, that person becomes an employee because the narcissist is so toxic, they push everyone else away. You know, some people might might abuse their housekeeper or they might abuse their workmate or whatever, or everyone who comes in contact with them. But generally, most of them have a source of supply until sometimes when they get older and they become less physically attractive and that's all they've ever sold themselves on then they become what we call a collapsed narcissist. And I've talked about that in a video before. Tink says she also broke no contact. So let me just say this. If you, if you broke no contact, I want you all, whoever is in the room today who broke no contact, do me a favor. Tell me what you're going to do to change this. Tell me what you want. Do you want to be abused? Do you want to stay happy and, and, and free? What do you want from your life? Tink says you are quickly reminded that things never change. Agreed. Going no contact is no picnic, 
but I promise you, if you take the time to do it, you will change your life for the better. You don't deserve having to deal with a narcissist every day of your life. Narcissists do not change. They could change, but they won't change. You need to be aware of this and you need to keep moving forward. So take a listen to this clip that I'm sharing with you from a previous video where I talk about how to go and stay no contact, how to avoid the no contact relapse. So you're considering going no contact with your narcissist. Congrats, you're finally on your way to taking back your life. Are you ready to leave? Have you already left and maybe are you just still trying to decide what to do? In any case, you need to know something important. It's not your fault that you feel so drawn to your abuser. Why do you still want your narcissist when they're so terrible to you? Why is it so hard to go no contact? In case you weren't aware of what no contact means in reference to narcissistic relationships, let's define it. The no contact rule defined. Simply put, the no contact rule is enacted when you end all contact with the toxic narcissist. This includes, but is not limited to, the following. Stop taking the narcissist's phone calls. Block him or her on all social media networks. Do not schedule or encourage visits with the narcissist. Stop seeing, speaking to, or in any way interacting with him or her. It's not rocket science, right? then why is it so difficult to enact and then stick to the no contact rule? I wrote a book called Your Love is My Drug and there's a scientific basis for the title. Researchers say that romantic love is an addiction as in it affects your brain just like a drug. Logically you know you shouldn't do things that are bad for you like drugs. And toxic people who are bad for our lives, well <laughs> we know we need to get and stay away, right? It's just not always that easy. Romantic love actually stimulates the same area of the brain as addiction. According to scientists, we are biologically related to behave that way. There is an evolutionary spin here. The loss of a potential baby-making mate would be bad for us as a species. On top of that, humans are hardwired to develop bonds to other humans. It's another survival urge. Add together your, your biological need to bond and the need to keep your mate or to feel great distress in the loss of your mate, what do you have? It affects you like a drug, your relationship with this toxic person. And when you're not getting the sweet poison, you might just miss it. A lot like a crack addict might miss his fix. So now you're probably wondering, well, how do I stay no contact then if it's so hard? Stick with me, we're gonna get through this. There are links for the resources I'm talking about in the description below, so take a look. Okay, so how do you make sure that you don't break no contact? Well, here are my best tips and some free resources that I think are gonna help you. Number one, make sure that you tell someone that you're going no contact and that you touch base with them every day. Accountability is intensely helpful. Consider this person sort of your no contact buddy. If you don't have a friend or family member you trust, you can join a group like SPAN, which is support for people affected by narcissistic abuse and toxic relationships. You can join that at queenbeing.com SPAN. Number two, make a list of all the reasons you're going no contact and put it somewhere you can grab it fast for the hard times. Pull it out anytime you feel weak and remind yourself why you're doing this. Consider having a copy of it on your phone too, just in case you need it when you're not at home. Number three, go to queenbeing.com 60 days and download your free copy of my no contact calendar. It's a 60 day calendar filled with activities to keep you on track during the early days of no contact. Number four, take your time and allow your emotions to flow, but not forever. I suggest setting an end date on your morning. Choose any day you like, but never longer than 30 days. 
I suggest anywhere from a weekend to a month, depending on the length and the nature of the relationship. When your mourning phase is done, then you decide that it's time to start your life over again and really do it. Number five, start focusing on yourself. Consider getting a new look and start focusing on finding your passion. Or if you don't know what your passion is, you can always visit queenbeing.com passion and download your free passion finder. Number six, get out of the house. When you're ready, get out and do something different. Maybe you wanna check out meetup.com and find a group that shares an interest you have and be social. It'll feel weird at first, but even casual contact with the outside world can be so healthy for you during this time. If you need it, there's an online course over at Life Makeover Academy that you can take to revamp your social life. Number seven, remember that going no contact opens your life for new and better relationships once you've healed. None of us are getting any younger. And listen, don't you deserve to be happy? Keep your end goals in mind. While it feels easier to sometimes go back to what you know, in the long run, you're gonna be so glad you stayed no contact. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about here. Share your thoughts and your ideas and your experiences in the comments section below and let's talk about it. As always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. And before I go, make sure you take a look at the videos I'm leaving for you right here and right here. And while you're here, hit that subscribe button right there so we can stay connected and continue on this healing journey together. I'll see you soon.